My peoples, man them, welcome back. <laughs> Norris say, welcome back to the Mind Bully Podcast. I'm so amped, as you can see, and thankful that you back again with another EP. You tapped in with the kid, with me. Thank you so much for being back here again. Please, if you haven't listened to the last episode, it was just me, just me, taking a time out and reconnecting with what I said I was going to do this year, what we said we were going to do this year. So you need to take a time out right now and go listen to that episode. It was really good and impactful and reconnecting, regenerating that energy and stepping into what you're supposed to do this year. So if you listen to that and if you do leave a rating, a five star rating and a five star review, I don't know if that's possible, but please, it does so much for this platform as well as myself. So I really greatly appreciate that love and support. Let's get into this episode. I'm so thankful to have this conversation because I feel like God appoints people in your lives. And for this episode with this guest, God literally walked him in to meet me and others at the right time where I needed. It was a godsend. I feel like for this episode, this person, Jarrell Brantley, is a godsend. Jarrell was my teammate this past season. And due to the climate between Russia and Ukraine, Jarrell left his team in Unix Kazan to end the season with my team for the Greensboro Swarm. I met Jarrell in a locker room in Greensboro, North Carolina about three weeks ago. And when he walked in, I'm not kidding. He was like a breath of fresh air. We're losing a lot in the season. Guys are down and we needed a spark. Jarrell walks in and he's that spark. Emotionally invested, spiritually gifted, guided. Jarrell is such a special individual, and I'm so thankful to have got to know him for the special small time that I did. Jarrell left such an impact on my life that I wanted to hear that story, how that man got to be that way. From the CAA and the College of Charleston to the NBA and the Utah Jazz, Jarrell Brantley walks me through each step of the way in his journey that made him to be the man he is today. But he's so much more than just a basketball player. A husband. A father. A child of God. Jarrell walks me through that story. 5 a.m., got here. Um, we had practice at 11. I mean, we had practice at 1. Um, then, no, we had, we, I went to the doctor at 1. I had practice at 3. Met my team, met my coaches and everything. Um, and then after that, I went to dinner with some of the guys. The next day, we had a scrimmage. Uh, I've been here for like four days now. So the next day, we, yeah, I jumped right into a new team, bro. Straight off the G. Like the G in the last week, I jumped right into a new team, bro. It's crazy. A whole, whole bunch of new, like, personalities, perspectives, all of that. But, like, that's what excited me. I just wanted to come, like, I just wanted to come, like, now I wanted to hoop for sure because that's a different story. But. I for sure wanted to just come and like meet new personalities and new perspectives. And then three days, bro, they blow my mind. <laughs> really? Bro, you've been yeah, there. I just like meeting people though. You've done yeah. that. You did that with our team though, like quick. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I've been on. Like just seeing all right, how many dudes can I meet and give me a new sense of perspective. That's great. Wait, anyways, I think this is a great time to intro. <laughs> And this is a, a, a special, um, special episode for me because it's, it's seldom when you meet somebody in life that it, it goes slow by slow. But like when I met our guest today, Mr. Jarrell Brantley, it, it was just instant, like the mindset, the energy, the passion, like everything just ascended as soon as I met him. And I've never, to be honest, met somebody with so much passion and love and and, and just pouring into community. Yeah. Like I have uh, my guest here. So, Mr. Terrell Brantley, welcome to the My Bully Podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's live. I wanted to be on here anyway, man. Appreciate it. That's love. Love, love, bro. Jarrell, Jarrell Brantley, he went to the College of Charleston. And, and being at the College of Charleston, he, he was many for first in a lot of things. I mean, he was one out of four people to ever get drafted out of his school from CAA third team to the second team to the first team to 
getting drafted. His story is is literally what this podcast is all about. It's the journey and the climb. And every step of the way, he's ascending and and proving that God is big and and, and has been a, a footprint on his life. But saying all that from being going from the CAA to the NBA to the EuroLeague to Greensboro Swarm, all that is great. But on this show, I really care about the, the individual. And for me, it's learning about the journey that each person takes. And for me, selfishly, I want to know about the story that made you who you are. So when you reflect on your journey, like your early stages, your Ridgeview High School day stages, what were the defining mm-hmm. moments, either good moments or bad moments that made this Jarrell into who you are? Yeah. First of all, I want to say thanks, man. That you know, what I mean, like those are those are when people say like give people they flowers. That's you gave me my flowers and more. So appreciate that. Um, and then, I mean, I think I think about my uh, opportunity and my brother. We were sitting, we were sitting in the kitchen uh, with our whole family, and my brother was like, "Yo, look at me." And my brother, like up until that point, like he was the hardest person, hardest working person I know. He he grinded. If he didn't have help somebody to help him shoot, like he was just gonna go shoot, do his whole move, go back at the, go back at half court, do the whole move over, shoot a three, get the rebound, do the re- like reset. Like he was like he was just driven in that sense. Um, but in a lot of ways, he started late. He started hooping late. So like I was kind of childish, you know, you know me, where I'm childish. I play a lot, and so like I love to hoop, but I I wasn't completely serious. And mm. we were sitting at the dinner table, and he was like. He was like, look at me. He was like, if you keep playing, you're going to be right where I'm at. It's not worth it. And in that sense, like in my mind, he was successful. But what he was telling me was like in a sense of like, I'm late. You know what I mean? Like he sees how much he's, he's working so hard. because He sees how much he has to do. Um, and it, and that moment just helped me. Like I still think about it to this day because it was just like, all right. Like that moment really changed the trajectory of where I was headed. And then after that, I would think with my mom, you know, being faith-based, like my mom just my mom and my dad, they just was always instilling like faith in me. You know what I mean? So like when I finally left home and I had to decide for myself, you know, who I wanted to be, I think I took my brother's work ethic and just the things that my mom and my dad instilled in me about my faith. And I put them, I'm trying to like still blend them, if that yeah. makes sense. Like still try yeah. to, to grow with them. So right, right yeah. now. And now with that, I've, I've seen a lot like, I've experienced like things for myself. I'm not going to say I've experienced more or less than any other person, but I've experienced them in my perspective, in my eyesight. So it's like, you just grow and go. Take me, take me back to that moment though, because you said your brother basically is like, all right, it's time to be serious. Time to lock in. What age were you? And and you said you were playful, but I guess, how did you feel and move yeah. before then? I, you're a playful, fun, loving guy. It, I like, just love people. I pulled up to the gym Monday. I could have a good workout. Tuesday, if I was like, if I was chilling, I work out, but I was clowning. I was, you know what I mean? I was playing. I wasn't going through my rep or like. How old Just being childish. We was in, I was probably like going into my, I was my sophomore uh, summer going into my junior season in, in high school. So I was like, what, what you like 16 at that age, 15, something like that. And right. so like in a sense, like, you know, in basketball, bro, if you're 15 and under, like people like that's low key. People have been prepping for this to be a pro. You know what I mean? Like 15, you kind of late, like you taking too long if you don't have like, and I so I had gifts. I had talents. But right. because of that, I just kind of was just like chill. And for him, he was like, you're going to stop coming out. Because I used to work out with him. And like, it was him and like three other older dudes. They was all the same age and they were training. And I just was watching all of them be so hungry. But I was like, and now they just kept bringing me along. Hope in hopes that like, yo, we can, you know what I mean? He'll lock in. And that, that That is crazy, right? Because that's beautiful. Was it only that time that took you to say, okay, I got to lock in? Because... A lot of people, they've they've heard words of wisdom and they have guidance from an older brother or family or coaches. And yeah. from you to hear that lock in, go to the CAA and then get drafted. 
you still like have a vivid memory of that moment. Did it only take you that one time to stay on track or how was your journey? I I think that was like the eye opener. But then I feel like through that, like when you like after you make your decision and I was going to ask you about that too, kind of, I had a question for you in a sense. Um, But like, I think when you make your decision, like after that, I was able to look back at like times where like, you know what I mean? Where I had a coach who was like in my head, like he was like, man, Jarrell, you'll show me one thing and then never show it again. Like that type of stuff starts showing up. So now it's like, okay, be consistent. You know what I mean? Like after yeah. you hear it, like you can't, you can't always tell that people behind you, everybody was trying to put that nugget in your back. You know what I mean? Like to yeah. give you a little bit more. And so sometimes it just clicked. Um, but yeah, so that's what I was about to ask you in a sense, because after that, I'm like, in a lot of ways, you would say, like, where you are right now, mind bully. You know what I mean? Doing your podcast, podcast still hooping and running and, and, and doing business on the side. Like, all of those things. And I remember, like, I listened to your podcast and you was talking about, like, you just can't. Basically, you can't rest. Like, you just always moving. Like, you want to be present, like, in a sense, like, with family and stuff, but you like to grind. Yeah. And so, like, with that, like, and this is why this is the same for me. That's what I'm asking is, like, I feel like it's all about decisions, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think you chose, you make, you consciously are making that decision to be like, nah, I'd rather work. I love my family within me, with everything in me, but I decide I want to work, right? Right. Yeah, no, that, I, I, I'm glad that you yeah. get on that. It's, it's one, you love your family. Um, you love everything that you're doing and, and pouring in and, and using your gifts to serve and serve others. But it's like, I know that this is what I'm supposed to do in this season to get me um, and to serve in that way. Like there's a different conviction when it when it's come from above. There's a different kind of leading and guiding your path that you're just kind of like, nope, I know I'm doing a lot, but I'm supposed to be doing this and I'm solid. And and that's where the confidence comes from to to steer your path and 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 to tie that with you and to move from your brother said, hey. Nope. Get out of that to go on to College of Charleston to achieve the things that you did to get on to get drafted. I think it's one, it's it's obedience and following instruction. But two, it's divine. It's the confidence that you have. There's a support group around me that wants me to see me succeed and everything that I have inside me paired with God. I can't lose. So you get drafted. And I guess walk me. Walk me through. Okay, so you, you went to. Your brother, you left Ridgeview High School. You end up going to another char- charter high school. Then you go to College of Charleston. Then you get drafted to the Pacers, but traded uh, to the Jazz. Then you stay two years with the Jazz. And then take me to the moment last year where you ended up leaving, um, ended your time with the Jazz in September. And then there was a five-day period. I think it was September 15th to the 20th where you were – between teams, you end up signing with uh, Unix Kazan, the EuroLeague. But take yep. me to that week, the emotions, how you Man, felt bro. making a huge decision um, in your life. Take oh, what me- time? Which decision? Oh, to leave and to go to EuroLeague? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, man, that's a great question, yo. I'll tell you, that's crazy, bro. I guess I'll just give it as honest as possible. So I, I like, and I, just for lack of better terms, like I'm sure like I love it. I love who, I love everything about it. The people, you know what I mean? The game, the competitiveness, all of it. Just kind of, I just love it. Like, and uh, I was with the, I was with the Jazz for two years. They get drafted me, gave me an opportunity to get better. They, they cut off so much fat in my game. It's not even close. Um, it's not even close how much they, they trim me. And then, uh, so like I, my first year, I played in the G League, and for me, I dominated. Like I was on the best team in the G, dominated, and it was fun. Like I felt good. On um, my second year, and then I went to the bubble. So you go, you go through your whole rookie year, and then our, our rookie year was like that was historic. You know what I mean? Like we went to the bubble. So for me in the bubble, I seen so many. Like we was, you could walk by Giannis, you could walk by Bron, you like you walking by the dudes that you watched. You know what I mean? Like. And because at the same time, I'm a fan and I'm a competitor and I'm like, you know what I mean? And I'm, an, and I'm a pro. So I'm doing all, I'm getting to see all of that in one place for the bubble. So it was lit for me. Um, then the next year, following year, uh, I came back to the Jazz. I found another two-way. And uh, the, they was just like, 
all right, you don't go to the G League at all. You'll stay with us all year. So that whole year, I didn't get to play at all. And so the only thing in my mind I could do if I knew I wasn't going to play was I was trying to, I had to like mentally and physically work harder than what I would be doing if I was playing. Because like I said, like I love it. And I just, it's just what crazy people do. You know what I mean? <laughs> Same thing you're doing. Like it's, and it's not crazy. I'm not, I take that back. It's not crazy. It's normal. It's just, we made a decision. Like I said. And um, so, yeah. So, I did that the whole year. So, like, all right, we have a shoot-around on game days. Uh, I brought, like, it's faith that I was able to get through this. It was, like, when I look back at it, because naturally, like, I don't think I, like, I think I feel it now on my body, how just how much I was just working myself to, like, be ready, you know, for opportunities. You know what I mean? Like, you just, mm-hmm. like, mentally yeah. wire yourself differently over time to be, like, to, to be, to, like, just train and, like, always be ready for that moment. And so, like, when I would come in for games, like, game day would have shoot-around. I come in early. Uh, no, I come in on time. Like, it's weird. Like, I just, because of my time, like, how I play. I know I was going to have my whole day there in the gym. So I'm like, all right, I'll spend time with my family for as long as I can. And then I'm going to come in, like, 20 minutes before because I know I'm going to be the last person to leave here when we when shoot around done. Um, so, yeah, I come in and we'll have shoot around. As soon as we have shoot around, I'll get straight on the treadmill. I'll run for, like, I'll do, like, different increments of, like, before the training staff used to tell us I was working so hard. And I mean, bro, I, I, I say this like not to boast or brag, but just to like, cause it's my truth. I, somebody could say something different, but from my point of view, this is what happened. Um, and so, yeah, I went in there and I changed, like they used to have, we used to, they used to didn't run us my rookie year. They didn't run us on game days until after the game was over and after we didn't play. Hmm. But because I was coming in working so hard, like I would start. So as soon as shoot around one, I was like, all right, they not I used to hate having to like after the game, I used to hate having to run after I watched y'all and I cheered. Like it was just I'm like, bro, so I'm like, I'm gonna just outwork it. So I would do that. I would knock their part out right now. I'm gonna work. And then as soon as so while they're working, George and Yang will be training with one of uh, Brian Bailey, one of my coaches. I'm giving you a lot, but no, nah, yeah. wait, wait. Just to yeah. even if you're listening to the podcast right now, if you hear how Jarrell is breaking down his days from the shoot around to working out right after the mindset to be that locked in when you just got to the biggest level of your life, like something that you dreamed of to still be connected with the goal of actually playing. A lot of people would have been like, man, I'm here. I'm making this bread. Hey, we good. Bro, but for him to have a, a locked point. in schedule, that's a different type of uh, that. I, Again, but I say, I say that though. I say that, I, bro. It's crazy you say that. My first two weeks in the league, after like probably at the two week mark, bro. Um, my she was my fiance now. She's my wife now. Like my she's my fiance then. But um, uh, like she could tell you, like my first two weeks or three weeks, I almost was like depressed because I I had reached my goal. Like in my life, like I my whole time I'm like I'm trying to get to the league. I'm trying to get to the league. So once I got there, like it was crazy. It was weird. It was like. Do I still keep working or like, like for two weeks, mm. I kind of was just enjoying, I was like in a, like a, a, a butterfly place. Like I was just like, oh, this is beautiful. Like I'm in the league. Yeah. And then that just hit me like, oh, I don't even feel like working out no more. And so mm. I had to really like, I, I had another decision to make. I had to really be like, all right, set new goals. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like make new goals because once you turn pro and I'm sure so every pro can attest it, it's not the same. You have to literally make decisions. Now you have to provide for people. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you have to, like you have to go there no matter what. Like you, you're a job. You got to be on time to stuff. You have to set impressions everywhere you go. Like it's everything. So that like, is, what you just said is so huge, and I think a lot of people wouldn't get that. And for me, that even did something for me because you see these goals that you're going after, you're going after, and then okay, you got it, and now it's like. Okay, I got it, but um, I put my whole like strive and identity into chasing this one thing. I got it now. Now what? It's it's the yeah. direction and it's the identity for me in my life, and it's I think it's the same for you hearing it. I feel like a lot of athletes we place our identity in in being the the best or getting into this level. We place our identity into that, and it's like one is kind of a an ongoing chase that. For example, I want to be the best ever. I wanted to be the best player in the league. I want to be this. When that's kind of like limiting yeah. yourself, right? Because that's only opinionated. Yeah. It's attached to other people's opinions. Yeah. 
And then in your own mind, you're just like, okay, what does they think? Oh, like it's an ongoing thing. But for you, what I hear is when you got to that place and you made the NBA and it's silencing all the opinions from home or it's silencing even the, the, the mind bully inside that says, I can't do it. You said, yes. Now it's kind of like, what yeah. now? What scary. can you take me to the moment or the perspective shift where it told you in the NBA, we still haven't got to the year, year league side, but when you're in the NBA that told you, okay, I have to set my sights on something else. Like when you changed that schedule, what was the exact time that made me say, okay, Hey, how do I jump out of this depression? Cause a lot of people sit in that and sink in that. How did you change that? I mean, it was new for me. I think like, I think I feel like I recently started learning me. You know what I mean? I recently started learning like my my mental thought processes. Uh, what's anxiety for me? I think I probably grew. I probably went through anxiety growing up and never knew it just because I didn't like I wasn't close to my like close enough to myself in a sense. Now I can feel when my heart beating a little too fast or when I'm like over anxious. You know what I mean? Like, and it's, it may be mild, but I just um I think that I'm, I'm probably rambling now, but I think. That was you had me thinking about that. Uh, but you you said what again? Wait, ask me again. I want to make sure I get it right. <laughs> no, what was that exact moment to where you said, "Okay, I got to lock in." I, I got rambling. I got to make a different schedule. Yes, I made it to the league, but I still want to strive. What was that schedule that made you say, "I'm oh, on yeah. the treadmill"? So my rookie year, bro, I was in the D and I was hooping. Um, I was doing well, but I didn't get to be with the team as much. So like that was beautiful. Like so, it was like. My, from my year one to my year two, I really took a step up. It just didn't look like it. You know what I mean? Like from my, I was in the D league the whole year, my year, my second year, they said, no, you don't go to the D. So like for, it was a step up, but like it was still super hard for me because I was not playing at all. Like in a lot of ways, I love the D because I, like I said, I love to play. So I got to like put my mind on, on something else because I was still being able to be aggressive in what I do. You know what I mean? So like, mm-hmm. yeah, I wasn't where I wanted to be right now, but I'm like, okay, I'm active. And so when I came, like, and that's different, though. That's not what you really asked me, but. No, hey, bro, Keith, this is. Yeah, no, man. Yeah. This is literally uh, an open, an open discussion about your life and your, your journey. Again, this podcast is journey within the climb and who and the traits that you garnered to make you who you are today. Um, Going on from, from the NBA and and making that transition um, to Unix design in Russia. What were the initial challenge that you faced, the initial challenges that you faced when you got your kid from Charleston, South Carolina to Russia, Kazan, what were the kind of the, Bro, the opening stages? So because of everything, like I, and I'll give this a little bit, I, cause I'll go long. It's just so much, but <laughs> like it is. So like from the time when in my second year, my coming into my third year, this, this season right now, I had a decision to make again, like in a sense of like, okay, I, I just, so I signed a non-guarantee. So technically my third year, I took another step up with the Jazz. I signed a non-guarantee contract, but at a certain date, they could waive me. And I was still on the contract with them. And I was like, for me, I like, I tell you all the things I did as a work. And that kind of showed me what business is. Cause I worked like that organization got to see how much I worked there. And so like, I got a non-guarantee. And so it wasn't like, I'm, it wasn't personal, it was business. Like they just didn't give me a, they didn't give me a guaranteed contract. So now at this point, I'm trying to decide, all right, what do I do? And this team, Unix Kazan, called me once and they was like, yo, we'll do whatever it takes to get them. Like, what well, y'all want? Like, who want to come with us? And and the first time I'm like, no, nah, I'm, I'm going to figure this out in the league. And then the second time they came, it just felt like because they came back, it was like, okay, this is, you know what I mean? Like, go where you're wanted. You know what I mean? And sometimes right. you got to get out of the person, like the person, like your own perspective and through a lot of different things, honestly, um, the, my faith told me to go. I had no choice. A lot of different things. And so I went. Um, and so the whole time from flying there, I'm in there with open perspective because it's just everything that, like, I felt the freedom of being able to release what, like, many wouldn't let go. And just I felt that freedom of, like, knowing that I was following faith. You know what I mean? And so I went into that situation in there, like, in that. So I tried to be me. Um, and that situation was tough on its own, but it's helped me so much too. But yeah, so Russia was beautiful. Everything about Russia. I think people, Russia has a bad connotation. Like, and people think it's like crazy out there. It, it's nice. The food is good. Like everything is good there. 
Um, only thing they don't have that I I struggle with is no sunlight. There's clouds covering everything, so it's like it looks like a gloomy day all the time, and it gets cold there. But after a while, like the the snow and everything became beautiful for me. Uh, but, but lean in, lean so like that, that side was good. Lean into that a little bit, like the the weather, because in my in my time in Germany, that was that aided to the tough time that I had with a coach and a tough yeah. situation over there. Just gloom and doom and gloom. It seemed like all the time. Yeah, paired with my situation, yeah. I guess that that weather. Yeah, for me, it was and, depressing. And, yeah, nah, the the weather, like, it's just like it's it's like that, like. It literally controls. Like for me, I like sunlight, and so uh, you just get no sun. Like, and and for them, it's normal. Um, even the culture. So I think like that. Like, like where I'm at in Puerto Rico now. If I look at somebody and smile, they're gonna smile back at me. If I smile at somebody in Russia, it, it's it's not their culture. They don't. Right. They literally like are weirded out. So like that was hard for me. Um, so the weather was tough, and so that's why I said eventually the snow became beautiful because I started looking at in their perspective because they love russia and on their side like for russians they can't be in the sun like that they don't like being in the sun like that because they're not used to it mm. so i started trying to like look at it in their perspective um and it's hard for me it was harder for me because i grew up in the sunlight from yeah. the sun to and the then, snow then and then reverting um to the court yeah what what were the what was the transition you know you come from sun you come from the nba then you go to cold then you go to year league what was the transition even mentally? Like, take me through the, the journey of, hey, I've just grinded with the Jazz for damn near three years now to, to a new team. How, how was that? Take me to just your inner workings and, yeah. and your mindset. Yeah, basketball. Um, when it came to the men that I was around, like the players, like, man, special. John Brown, OJ Mayo, Isaiah Cannon, Lorenzo Brown. Mario Hazonia, like, I got to learn. And they all kind of got chips on their shoulder kind of dudes who kind of been rolled off in their own different stories. Like, literally every single one of them, like, and I'm around them. And I'm the young bull. Like, me and Mario around the same age. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, so you're hearing it. You're hearing my side. I'm sure some people can, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, man, he may seem like he got it. Like, he kind of, all of those dudes, in a sense, were like, I took something valuable from them. Yeah. So it was like perfect for me. So like, but on the court, like with the coach, me and the coach never connected. And I'm sure everybody knows who was overseas. Like if you don't connect with your coach, it's over. You lost. Like you lost. I'm sorry. Facts. Because <laughs> their, their style, like the way their 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 culture is, our culture and their cultures clash. They're real militant, and we're like the player is, is first. So, um, but yeah, the play style was cool. I like the play style because it's like college on. It's like college times too. But um, I just think like for me, like I wasn't as successful as I would have expected to be. And so like for a long time, I was like right in that instead of just trying to enjoy where I was at. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Take me, take me but, to that because that's a pivotal shift. It seems like now you recognize the people that you're around, like the city, everything was beautiful, but yeah. you really leaned on, okay, I want to be this. You had high expectations, but you really should have enjoyed the full moment. What was the moment, the pivotal change that made me say, boom, I've been doing this all wrong. What Take me to that time. Yeah. No. Nah, yeah. I mean, I was going through that the whole time. I, to be honest, I think I'm probably just getting there. You know, when you get out of it, like you can see it different. Like I think, I think what like I was listening to what people call success. But if I really look in that situation, I was super successful the way I came out of it. You know what I mean? But like, if you yeah. look at, if you go look at what my stats and my numbers and everything, like it wasn't a successful year, but like my, the way I opened, like the new gifts that I learned is there, the way that I, me and my family were able to, like now we're able to be closer because those were the people that I called me and my, like my wife and my daughter, we grew there. Like, so like basketball Beautiful. was hard, but it started, yeah, it started helping me see like, bro, it's more to this. And so now that's why I say, like, that's why I just want to travel. Like, I'm not traveling, but I just want to see new perspectives. Because going there and, like, that Russia situation was hard and it's only as beautiful as it was. And then coming straight into the Greensboro and then meeting you and Joe, I got to meet new perspectives. You know what I mean? So that's when I started realizing, okay, and me coming straight to Puerto Rico, I already met a bunch of new dudes. Like, it's like I get to see... Your, yeah. your 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 journey is is impactful, and it seems like 
not a lot of people really learn like every step of the way and quickly from what they've been through and have this broad perspective and really eager to learn about people. That's why I admire about you the most, like is conversation and, and enjoying people's company and enjoying yeah. the time that you had. You really garner a real big perspective of everything that you've you've been through. I guess Jarrell from Russia, pre-Russia Jarrell and post-Russia Jarrell. Give me one statement that you can say, like Jarrell pre-Russia was blank. Jarrell post-Russia was blank. Man, that's so hard. So many words that I can think of, like good and bad. Like Jarrell pre-Russia was searching. Yeah, that's a good word. I was searching <laughs> in a lot of ways just to find myself. Um find purpose, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of those things, like, see what's truly inside for me and where I'm supposed to be, um, all of those things. And I think I think post-Russia, I'm, I'm, I could easily say still searching, but I think, I just, I'll say, like, hopeful. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, after seeing both sides, you can kind of, like, it's like perspective. You know what I mean? Like, you got to stay, stay hopeful, I guess. No. Nah, I- like, I guess I look at it differently. Good and bad, like, I feel like good and bad things are all, they're one in a sense. Like, I think we rape stuff off of how happy we are, but naturally, like, sometimes that anger that's inside of you is just as beautiful. You get something out of anger. You know what I mean? Mm. Bro, hey, hey, don't, hey, Chill, if you're listening right... That. No, 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 no. If you're that. listening right now, that was deep. Don't don't just gloss over that. That was deep. Because that's, that's exactly what I think. I feel like a lot of these times we go through tough times and tough stages in our life that we easily label it. Like, oh... That was a bad time. Oh, that was a good time when you're like, nope, uh, we're nuanced people. We were capable of feeling a lot of different emotions in the time. And when we look back, it's like, wow, I grew like that was a growth season of my life. Like that, that was really a time of my life where I I, I got to this stage and where I am now. And uh, it's just, it's crazy. And the the crazy thing about it is. Mind you, this is another thing. This is another thing. This is another thing. Like. It, it'll it's it's all in one so like being in russia like that whole time i was there i wasn't on social like so mm. that was time for me to be by myself like completely like and so like certain like i didn't i didn't post you know what i mean like i went through i felt every single emotion i got i went through a whole roller coaster like just with me and my family and i'm sure like all my family they knew like what was going on but like i just was trying to like really find myself like not like find purpose you know what i mean and so like that was super beautiful and now like and a lot of like, and it's, I don't know if everybody feels like this, but sometimes I feel selfish in the sense of how I want to like, I just want to grow for myself selfishly because I'm like, I just need enough to get through for myself. But like, naturally, you're not supposed, you know what I mean? You're supposed to hand, lend a hand back. But I just like, and so I think that was a lot of ins- like, that's how I was with social. Like, all right, get off, just do it for yourself. And then now being back here, it's like, and I feel like I have to share, you know what I mean? You feel like you have to help once you figure something, like figure something out or you hear something like you got to lend your hand back. Bro, that is, bro, I'm not kidding. That is everything. Like it, I feel a thousand times the same because that is it. And there's, there's no apologies in, in becoming who you are and like building yourself. There's a growth season that's needed. Like I need these traits. I need to unlock what is inside of me. I need to go away from those things or social media and that, that type of chat to, to actually lock in, lock in with God, figure out what he wants for my life, figure out what he, everything he has inside of me and then give back. That's the only way you can give back with building yourself yeah. first. And for me, I went to Germany. I yeah. went through these tough times and Mind Believe Podcast comes because of the same type of thing. And I see that as soon as you touch down. Which is a crazy I, name. I told you this. I told <laughs> you this separately, but bro, like Mind Bully is a crazy name. Like yeah. we go only as far as our mind allows us to, bro. But as much as we have these amazing thought processes of confidence and faith and all, we still deal with doubt. You know what I mean? Like we literally go by our mind. And with that, bro, I gotta like just keep learning. Like sometimes I think helping is good, but like I can't give. Like I just seen somebody say it was a video on social going around, and it was like a lady basically like, "You only get out of my cup what is an overflow." And for me, that made sense because I think like basketball is something that I want to give back. You know what I mean? Like when I when I look at basketball, I'm like taking what my brother taught me at a younger age and understanding that all right, this is something that I feel like this is gifted to me. So now I call it my worship, like in a sense of like, this is a way that I say thank you. 
And mm. so with that, like, so I had a game. So like I was talking before the game, I'm talking to my sister. But at the same time, what I call my worship is still basketball. So it's still my job and it's still what I love to do. You know what I mean? So it's three different things. So like one game, like one of the games in the G, like I was talking to my, like my sister and then I was talking to my man. They kind of were going through things. And like, so I knew that in this conversation, I was going to have to give a little bit more. You know what I mean? Like I was going to help a little bit more. And so like, I was like, I changed my routine, my, my game day routines because I had like, I was helping, you know what I mean? And that's mm. natural, you pour into, you pour into people. And so when the game started, like, I, like by the time we got to the game, I hadn't done none of my preparation. So even though like, and even in the game, like during game, I'm still like being, I'm trying to like, I just want to talk to people to be good energy, both teams. Like, yeah, you don't know what people are going through at home. Yeah. You know what <laughs> I mean? I know it's a game. Like, so, so yeah. So like, I'm doing all that, but like, when it came to my game, so I'm still being able to love the game, you know, be helpful to people. But when it came to like my preparation as my job, I wasn't playing my best because I didn't get to like, you know what I mean? So like, yeah. I didn't get to really prepare. So if I was helping, I wasn't helping myself. And so now it's time to make sure that your cup is full. Like, you know what I mean? Before you like, they got to get the overflow in a sense. And so like, for me, like that makes sure that I like rest or meditate or you know what I mean whatever it is that keeps me healthy to be able to come out my room and be and be a smile for somebody it takes you know what I mean every you got to chill at some point whatever it is you got to do something that's peaceful for you bro so, I got so yeah. many I have I could go so many follow-up questions after that but uh, it, for me it's like on one end it's it's almost like you say you do what's required and you meet people where you're at, but it's not that because you serve and you're serving them to the point that's almost detrimental to yourself. And so I just know that I've never looked at the game that way. That That's so <laughs> beautiful that like in the game, you're thinking about, oh, the other team and you're getting, yeah. for me, I'm locked in me, me, me. And, and just to know that no, serving. Yeah. But I just got like that though. You keep saying you just got like this. You just got like this. You just got like this. Bro, from Joe Cheely to Max Clevens, everybody that's known you, I don't think you just got like this. When was the moment that you just got that you're you're no, speaking for of? For sure. My but my thought but my thought processes though, I know what you mean. Like for sure, these like how you say, Oh, it's something that's in you that's burning. Like for mm-hmm. me, I don't like it's all in my mind, like my my thought process. So Somebody from seven years ago, like they could be like, oh, yeah, we've seen a piece of this. Like we could have known he was going there. But you know, what I mean, you don't really know that you're I'm just going up the steps. I feel like, you know, what I mean, mm-hmm. like I'm just kind of like taking day by day. Like, and so I kind of feel like I just started being able to acknowledge this before. I couldn't I can't I can't help nobody else. If I'm having a bad game, I can't do that now. If I'm playing bad, it, it's separate from me enjoying the game. Or separate yeah. from me still being able to talk to people. Like there's there's something I remember in our season that you were you're so connected with service and, and the flow of God in your life. You weren't even looking at your stats. And that's something I feel like a lot of athletes can attest to. Like for me, I, I would have to look at my stats or but at one time I had to for a separate reason. I can't do it because I'll get pissed, but for you it's just like that's not my focus. That's not what I'm doing it for. I used to do chase, strive that, but yeah. this is my yeah. worship. I'm giving like my gifts and my talents to be showcased on a greater level to God. Like I, I'm not connected to the outcome. God is. So that is so beautiful. And, and, and what is the kind of shift for you? Because, you know, circumstances, the world, they say strive, they say stats, they say, you got to get to this. And God says, follow me, trust me, put your process in me and I'll provide promotion. I guess in the times where you're in between, what are the practical steps that allow you to have peace and, and rest in what God oh, is telling you? Oh, yeah. Okay. I say music. Music is something that I connect to now because, like I say, it's perspective. So, like, a bunch of different... Now I just see fun. Like, I can listen to music differently because I hear people telling their story. You know what I mean? Like, before, I just like the sound. Now, and once I realized that, like, so many artists that are what we call rap, hip-hop artists, reggae artists, whatever they are, like, they could be directing their faith to, like, to God, but it sounds like a rap song and I never really, I never really like really process that. Like Big Crit is like somebody I listen to and I'm like, yo, I would have never known that he was so 
people like spiritual. A lot of his music is so like he's trying to help people on a different level. And I would have never so like, like those are like the music is something I do. Um, I like to stretch like yoga. I don't necessarily I do yoga, but I just listen to my body. I stretch a lot. Um, yeah. I like now to meditate you, now just because of the breathing. Like, um, that's fire. Okay, now you sent me a whole playlist, but no, there's something I want to kind of go back to going and, and leading on with that, your mind and the mindset. That's crazy. Talk about Alicia. How does she add to your mindset? How does oh, she my aid and who you are now? Oh what, my goodness. What role did she play in who you've become? Bro. Bro, chill. That's a whole nother, like, that's a whole nother <laughs> combo. I ain't going to lie. Wifey. Wifey like, is still alive. Bro, yes. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. So I, I, I met Alicia, right, like, 19 years ago now. We, I met, we met my freshman year in high school, but we didn't really start dating until my junior year. Like, but it's crazy. Like, ever since my freshman year, like, you, like, I'm sure people have had these situations. Like I seen her and I'm just like, yeah. Like you know, like you just I felt like I knew and it's crazy people hear that and sometimes people don't feel that way. But like, I don't know. And she felt the same about me, which was special. Like, you know, at least that's what she said. Oh. Um going through that time, yeah, NBA, yeah. college, yeah, but nah, Russia so, coming but back. Yeah. She was there, bro. And I say that. That's why I talked about where we met, bro. Because I left so many times before. I feel like so many times in our relationship, bro, we have been training. We have been being trained for, like, every, like, bro, if we would have went to Russia, it couldn't happen. If I would have went to Russia straight out of high school, bro, we would have folded. You know what I mean? Like, we weren't built enough, we weren't strong enough for that. But I had left my senior year and went to Montrose Christian. I left home and she was, she was back home and we stayed together. And then, like, through college, we was at different colleges. We stayed together. Then, like uh, my senior year in my high school, my high senior in college, she moved in with me. And mm. then after that, we went straight. And then I, and then I proposed to her. And then after that, we went straight to Utah together. And we so like that rookie my year, and I mean my rookie year um, in league, she stayed with me that whole year. Um, and I got a dog. Then we had a dog, so we were starting to grow our own little family. And ended up getting pregnant. So after, the, like, during the like the virus and everything, and so the following year we had our daughter. And then after that we went to Russia. So like through that we just had been growing and molding. And then once we came to Russia, like, bro, I she was she had told me a year before she like she was like, yo, I just want you to know it's okay if you say you want to go overseas. And bro, it took a weight off my shoulder. Like I basically mm -hmm. like I fell to tears. Like I didn't. I just I I naturally teared up because. Like sometimes you need the people around you to be like, it's okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. it's okay. Simple. It's okay. And so like when she told me it, it relieved something in me to be like, okay, but I didn't, but I still that whole year, the next year I was in the league again. But then when it came, I knew she was okay with me making a decision to go to Russia. Because but she, she said it And by that, me. she was the same person. And by that, she was the same person that told me it's time to leave. You know what I mean? Like she was like, Hey, we can't stay here no longer. And she like after everything with the bombing and everything in Russia, like that was a time for me to bring my family home. I felt just as much as I felt like I was supposed to go there. I felt that was the same. I felt like it's time to go. I felt it in my heart. Mm. So it was like, okay, it's time to leave. I can't stay here, bro. When I like when I, it's so crazy. Like the like the I literally caught the last flight out of Russia, bro, from to get to Istanbul. So Turkey had everybody was closing airlines out to get out of Russia, like the big ones. In Turkey, like I caught the last flight to Turkey. My team tried to catch another flight to Turkey literally an hour to two hours later, bro. And they sit, were sitting on the border of Russia. Shoot. So that's what I'd be like about faith. That's God. Like, bro, that's faith, bro. I was, <laughs> yeah. They were exactly like, bro. And they were, and they were telling me to stay. I would have been sitting on the border. And my, and, and Alicia, my wife, was like, listen, you have to leave. She was like, if you don't leave, I'm staying. And she was like, and we had our daughter. So she know, like, she was tricky. She was just playing with me. She know I'm not letting them stay with me. So she right. just had me look at it in a different perspective. Like, yeah. yo, you don't got no choice. We got to go. Hey, that is God. That is a hand on God, hand from God 
on you guys' life, giving yeah. you di- divine instruction, direction to get the hell out of there. Like that is that's huge. You move, you move from that yeah. place and, and got to Greensboro where I met you. And first, walk yeah. me through that first step on U.S. soil, because for me, I know what it feels like when you come back from Germany, a tough time. And for you going through all that situation, you got on the last flight out of there. When you first touched down, how did that feel? Bro, crazy, bro. We, bro, we was like really felt like we was on clouds our first three days. It was weird. <laughs> like we were glowing. It was weird. <laughs> and on top of that, bro, we hadn't seen sunlight. I'm trying to tell you, we went from not having no sunlight to being in Charlotte where the sun was beaming for the first three days. Bro, it felt crazy. Like it was wild. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But no, That's funny. it was a great experience. All of yeah. it, great experience. Yeah, and you and you come in, you come into the locker room, and it's somebody that's been through a tough time in Russia, where with the climate over there, and 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 you going to a different team, and the coach not playing you, and you walk in this locker room, and it's literally, I'm not kidding, I'm not even just saying it, it's like a breath of fresh air when when a Jarrell walks in, and no. you've been through this season, he just comes in. What like the last two months, and he's just given up three a weeks. Breath. Last three, literally, three weeks. yeah, it felt like you were there longer. But Crazy. literally, the last three weeks, <laughs> and he, he just provides a, a uplift to the team of energy and life, and it's and it's beautiful to see. You never know what somebody's going through, and for you to affect the room, and and that it, it, it says a lot um, about you and your character and your story, and and God shining um in your life. I I'll tell you that I remember a conversation we had. Um, it's well documented. I left um, Motor City Cruise earlier in the season. And there was a game where our team in Greensboro Swarm, we played on the road and we were at Motor City. So for me, I'm like, bro, I got a lot of friends, good friends on that team. One and two, it's the team that lets you go. Like, all right, I'm if I get in this game, like it's time. Like I, my mindset is different. Like I'm, I won't smoke. Like, come on, I won't smoke. So I end up getting the game. Yeah. I think I, I missed like some early baskets in my head. I'm pissed off at myself. Like, what the hell is going on? Like, I'm pissed. And after yeah. after halftime, I walk onto the court and Jarrell just pulls me to the side. And he's just basically takes me through like, this is deeper. Like you have a it, it's God, like God is hand is on your life. He's basically giving me a whole sermon right there in that moment that has me. Jeez. OK, Jarrell, Jarrell is right. Jarrell is right. Like I should love where I'm at. I should serve in my role. I should. He has a purpose for this moment and everything that I'm going through. That made me think like, what? There's another person just like me here. Like I'm taking it in. But in my head, I'm like, OK, no, yeah. no. Nah, nah. He's just like me. I get it. Like, yes, it's. I guess I'm just yeah, talking out nah, loud, but there's. Go ahead. Yeah, nah, that's crazy because I had just listened to your podcast before that, right? If I'm not right. Thinking, was that before yeah. I told you? Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, so like for me, I had told Joe that I'm like, Joe, we got another one. Like, because <laughs> when I heard your podcast, bro, it was so profound. Like, it was just so like how you started out. I'll never forget episode four. You're like, Forget it. I'm not starting over. I'm, I'm giving you the real normal. <laughs> me, that was crazy, bro. Yeah. Because I think sometimes we just try to fake so much, bro. Try to like be somebody else to to be cool for somebody else, but like, but they're going through their own stuff. Like, mm-hmm. why are we trying to be cool for somebody who's trying to fake it for somebody else? Like, we're all going through the same stuff. And so when you, you said, "I'm like that," so dope. You just intervened in that moment, and it made me realize that. That's what matters in the first place, connection with people. It's a lot of the times when you have a one set mind after one thing, you're so focused that you forget to connect with people and you forget that there's more people like you. For me, not saying I'm high and and and, and pompous or whatever yeah. in myself, but I have a vision. I know what God has planned for my life. And sometimes I'm so tunnel vision that I can't like tap in and serve with people around me. So when I hear somebody that knows and, and and speaks like me and has a heart full of God, like for God, it's yeah. like snap out of it. Like this is what you're supposed to do to be yeah. interactive and making conversations with other. I love that so much. And there's something, and that moment yeah. is something I'll never forget in, in meeting you. It's just like the, the refresh being refreshed in who God has placed around me in my life that strategically in that moment, when I'm pissed off, God, like, 
I'm gonna bring a, a big six, seven full of dreads hands right on yours and tell you, bro, it's good. You're good. <laughs> and, and that was you for me yeah. in that moment. No, no. no doubt. That's love, bro. That's love. I think there's That's just, crazy. just speaking out loud. There's there's something I, I've touched on identity and a lot of things here. And I feel like identity, I would love to hear your take on identity. We have a lot of questions, but uh, we have a lot of discussions, but I have a, a thought on identity. But first, I would love to hear your thought on the state of and what, this. And what system, yeah. OK, so a lot of people, they find their identity in things or their job or yeah, uh, yeah. whatever they do instead of identity in Christ. And I feel like that's the true identity. Let me just say mine. The, the true identity I feel yeah. is in Christ. And there's a lot of times for me early in my life is people give you, you know, you're a leader or you're a great player or you're great at this. And then you start, okay, you, you're confident in that and you start finding your identity in that. So if you're a leader, I take on the pressure of the of a leader. A leader got to be on time. A leader got to be on his grind. A leader got to strive, 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 strive. And then when you realize you're a human, yeah. you start getting de- down and depressed. And because I'm not fulfilling yeah. the identity that I've yeah. like I've made for myself, I guess for you and your moments, yeah. what are the real challenges that you've had early in your life or even now that with identity and, and figuring your identity and focusing in on that? What are the challenges and how? I guess the practical steps that you take to kind of break, you know, the natural identity paired with the identity that you are yeah. in Christ. Yeah, no, nah, I think, uh, I think I learned that recently. I think I learned, like, I think now, like in this season of my life, I think I'm learning to be free. Like, you know what I mean? To, to, to take out, to get out, try to jump out of the boxes that, world necessarily makes you know what i mean like all of those things and i feel like that comes in identity i think that's when you start talking about what identity is and what your focus and your purpose is because naturally we're all trying to be better you know what i mean we're like i think like especially the people that you place your, your circle you i know that it's like for me like i know that my circle are dudes regardless of what they go through are trying to be better you know what i mean better than they just deal with different things mm. so like i don't know like for me i just kind of like I for sure use my faith, especially in basketball. That's why I say intertwined with basketball and my faith, my faith in God. I keep saying my faith, but um, yeah, my faith in Christ. Like, yeah, I I think because of that, I, I realize that I can't do nothing. And all of these, mm-hmm. that's, that's what I'm saying. Like when I talk about all of the things that I've been doing my last three years, how hard I was working, it finally hit me because I was reading where and I was reading Romans. And it was just talking about the difference, the separation, the separation between like work and faith. And I think a lot of the things that I was doing beforehand that I was classifying as my faith was my work. And so mm. like, you know what I mean? And so like, after I did that, I like, after, so now I can kind of like, I, w- I just want to look at it differently. Yeah. And I think that comes with identity of like, where we're placed, where we're, where, what are we placing as purpose you know, and what is me? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. That no 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 that is exactly how I feel because a lot of times you work and you think it's faith and you're working you're working but really you're just trying to like find evidence that okay the work you're is working too much. And, and, yeah. and it's just evidence and for me I, it's kind of fear based I was always in the gym grinding grinding so that like I know okay I have evidence oh yeah. check mark I've been in the gym yeah. x amount of hours check mark check mark but you're really building every single time like uh, I gotta go in the gym and and rely on that instead of rely on God like. There's a rest that that you need to find the faith that allowed me to be to keep keep working. Like that's what kind of kept me strong. Like the work that I was doing, like was doing too much. You know what I mean? Like, and I was classifying like, oh, I'm going in here every day. It's my faith, but really, it what was allowing me to work that hard was the faith. My work was just like I could have did. I could have did less work in the gym. Yeah, um, more tra- less training, and I if I would have been more faithful and put in place my things and like just went and like went and being good energy and been a light to people and just showed up to the game, I probably would have been better off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not just talking about in the sense of basketball. I'm just talking about like and just in life. I think sometimes I, we place so much pressure. You just when we're, hit, when we're human, <laughs> like you're, yeah, 
Yeah. You said something earlier about season just now. And at J Stunt Brantley on your IG, you hashtag bamboo season, <laughs> hashtag rookie season. If you were to hashtag blank season, what yeah. would you put a hashtag on in this season in your life? How would you label this direct season? I always say this. I always say keep going. So I'll say hashtag keep going. Because I think that's like, all you got to do is take the next step. Take the next step. Like, I think that's it. Like, we always, like, we're, we're like, we always so fearful. Or for me, I sometimes I get fearful. I get anxiety of what's next, all of that. Man, just take the next step and then, and it'll happen. And when that comes, you'll have to take the next step. And so, yeah. like, I think me learning that, just keep going. Oh, that's fire, bro. That's fire. And then keep going, bro. I'm going to keep going and we're going to keep going on this podcast. Um, but I just want to tell you, there's a lot of similarities that you have in myself, even like I'm ADD, I'm all over the place with my answers. And I start apologizing, like, sorry, that's not what you wanted. Sorry, I didn't really yeah. answer the question. So just yeah. in my mind, I, I I see so many similarities. If you're listening, this guy <laughs> has he has so much passion and so much wisdom and so much like service and God's hand is placed on his life. He just wants to share it and pour it out in so many ways that I feel that it's so much, so like vividly. So now I really appreciate you even, even jumping on here from Puerto Rico with uh, the service. We were supposed to get on 30 minutes earlier, but me, I didn't tell them. Like, so I apologize for that. I'm doing it. I'm literally wow, doing, sweet. I'm doing exactly what I'm showing you. Like <laughs> we're the same in that. So now I really uh, I appreciate the time that you spent to j- jump on a different team and jump on a different call from Puerto Rico to talk and speak with me today on this podcast. Uh, before before we close it out, there's something I always ask all my guests. Uh, what does overcoming your mind belief, your negative voice for Mr. J Stunt at J Stunt Brantley? What does overcoming your mind belief mean um, to you? I naturally have, and I think going through this, my season, or like my past season where I was at, like, I began to start down myself and have like different like fears and whatever, like all those things, the negative thoughts that I have, I started like being able to like understand them and question them. You know what I mean? And so I think that's my, like, in that sense, my mind bothers I think about the negative things that are not real, uh, that, that sometimes we give too much advantage or too much like power. And so I think that was, that's something that I had to throw of like, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? You are who you are. That's fire. Uh, like from everything that you said, from your story, from uh, just your challenges that you faced to really see the relationship you built with your wife to, to come from Russia to impact so many lives in Greensboro swarm that we were losing. And this bright light comes in to now you're with Puerto Rico and, and impacting so many lives there. Your story is beautiful. And I think like we said, and we've touched like God gives so many people gifts and, and there's, I'll, I'll ramble some more on you, but you always say, I'm the connector. I'm the connector. I connect the dots. I bring people together. Like you, even people on my team in that time, you made us closer in the two weeks, Joe Chile. In the two weeks you were there, you made us closer just because, again, it's a ramble. But so many times when you're focused on your goal, you only know like one way. And there's somebody similar that's kind of like not standoffish, yeah. but he's so focused in him. There's no connector. Like see him. you yeah. can't even see him. But when Jay Stunt at Jay Stunt Brandley comes and he's just like, and I'm like, wait, this <laughs> person's been me. on the this person's been on me this whole time. Like this person's been with me. There's a player, Joe Chile, who I definitely want on this podcast as well, that it, it, the mindset is just like Jarrell and myself. Like it's it's cold. Like I'm I'm so appreciative for this friendship and a relationship, but yeah. I didn't build that until Jarrell came. So the connector and, and <laughs> connecting talents and connecting people together, I feel like that's a gift that you hold, bro. And I know that God has placed his hand on you in that and, and, and just keep filling that out in the different avenues that you have to connect and serve people. Because for me, from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate that. Like that did a lot for me in the small time that well, I was with People don't get to be this free. People don't get to be this free. So what you're doing is not easy, especially for me. Like, 
even this, like me speaking like this is like sometimes I feel like I said I want to keep it to like keep it in. And so yeah. for you to express and let it out and help people and know that you're helping people, that's beautiful. I appreciate it, bro. I'm so thankful for for you being yeah. on here for real, like helping me out. Like, cause I feel like this will help a lot of people. And for me, just learning more about your story and why your mindset and how you got it, like digging deep into that. I'm so thankful, bro. I appreciate it. This is love. I'm, I have fun, bro. This is great. If this was the conversation that we would have had naturally. I just would have been asking you questions a little bit more, but like, yeah. this is how we talk. Yeah. <laughs> so it's love, bro. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Mind Believe Podcast. My apologies for some of the technical difficulties, but I'm so thankful that you got to listen to this conversation with my boy, Jarrell Brantley. Thank you. Big shout out to him for being on this podcast. It meant a lot to me to sit down and have a conversation with him. So if you like this content, and you like what we're building here with the Mind Believe podcast, please leave this podcast five stars, rate and review this podcast. It means so much to myself and it means so much for this platform. From me to you, peace and love to the next one. Hey, Genix, you going off?